Hello, welcome back to Say It Sister with Laura and Carly. Today we have a very special guest, one of our first friends on the pod. We have Kristen June. We love. (laughs) We're so excited to have you here. Kristen is a really good friend and always great chats come out of our conversations. Oh, I'm blushing. Thank you though. (laughs) Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. This is, I love listening to the podcast and I'm so excited to be like one of the first guests. Yes. So we've been friends with Kristen for like seven, eight years, maybe. Yeah. We probably met when we were like sixteen. Oh my, at literally, camp. yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, I feel that's old. weird. That's like right? almost ten years. So we met at camp. We were working together at camp, like true love at first sight. Carly and I were roommates. Like oh, we literally shared wow. a bunk bed. Like I was on the top, she was on the bottom, and like. But you were mostly in me. I or, mean, <laughs> <laughs> you were mostly in the bottom with me. Like we would like you know <laughs> hang out down there. Everyone will watch movies in my bed. And then Kristen and I work together on the same team. Yeah. The Jumpers team. Jumpers for life. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess the next summer after that, I was running the painting business. Yeah. And I so specifically remember in our trainings, like our January training session before we had started the business at all, the leaders were saying whenever you're thinking about like the first key employees think about people that like you want to work with every day people that remind you of yourself in being like motivational or motivated and hardworking. and you were the first person that came to mind and I was like Carly we need to get Kristen on board she needs to come live with us up in Muskoka for the summer and that was I love that that was the best that was such that summer was like so pivotal in my life too because Mm -hmm. literally then I went on with student works painting I literally met my husband through that because I asked you if you were doing it the yeah the next summer and you were like no but here's this guy's number and he like turned out to be super cute and now we're married yeah (laughs) that's crazy I basically introduced you to your husband thank you Laura deserves all the credit yeah (laughs) thank you (laughs) so do you have any kind of fun memories from that summer that we lived together and spent a lot of time together Ooh, okay, so one that like specifically comes to mind is there was one time where Carly and I were painting and we um, were painting the side of a house and we tried to balance a ladder and we were very unsuccessful in it and Carly oh, no. was like holding it at the bottom and I was part way up the ladder, like a safe distance, like <laughs> safety oh, first. Yeah. It was all very, <laughs> you know, WSIB approved. Uh, and then when I was walking down the ladder, it just started to like shift and Carly was like, get down. And I scurried down so quick, <laughs> landed on the ground and then the ladder fell and we were just like, oops. All right, time to move next position, <laughs> like move the ladder over. And it was just, yeah. Yeah, like, we definitely did a lot of paint jobs on like the side of a cliff or like yeah. standing in the water literally in oh a my lake goodness. Yeah. so yeah. we have experienced painting in a different way that a lot of the city agents wouldn't have ever experienced <laughs> oh my gosh it's also yeah. just like a lot of problem solving mm-hmm. totally and like i feel like people grow closer together when they're constantly solving problems and then yeah like if carly and i couldn't figure it out like laura would be on the phone in a heartbeat like telling yeah. us to figure it out yeah <laughs> but i knew you guys could like any really difficult jobs I'd just be like, okay, we're going to charge them a lot extra. I'm going to pay you all that extra (laughs) money because you're creative. You can figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) Came with a few tears, but... Yeah. And I also remember you guys after the end of long days would always shower together like you'd be like <laughs> obviously like fully clothed like with um, like in a bathing, bathing suit, suit. Yeah. Bathing suits. but like instead it was just of taking, easier that way yeah instead of taking turns like carly showers and kristen showers it was like no we both put our bathing suits on and jump in the shower well, neither of us wanted to wait and it was just like we just like you just needed to shower and yeah. it was like wash away the day then yes. let's watch some criminal minds and call it a day yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, we literally spent like 24 hours together mm-hmm. every single day, which mm-hmm. was kind of amazing. That was like the best summer. Yeah. It's amazing that you guys stayed close after that. Like, I think you have to have a certain personality to like uh, only certain friends can travel together like only certain mm. friends can live together and work, work together yeah, at the same that's time true. yeah even married couples don't do that <laughs> live yeah. together and work together yeah so yeah very that's true. definitely a lot so one of the reasons we wanted to interview you on the pod was because of your small business and the success that you've had with it so Kristen runs Kristen June with two n's <laughs> Um, and you started out as Kristen June Scrunchies, is that right? Um, yeah, like my Etsy shop was named Kristen June Scrunchies, and then I just kind of dropped scrunchies as I like mm-hmm. branched out, and now I've just used my name to create a, a brand around what I what I do and all of it. Yeah, yeah, that's so really cool. Kristen selling scrunchies, pouches, now embroidering socks, and you're also like thrifting T-shirts and embroidering them. Yeah, I'm working on that. I'm gaining confidence in that, like mm. centering and embroidering on a shirt's like really nerve wracking. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I'm having a lot of fun with it, and I really like thrifting and I like finding things and giving them new purpose and new life and totally. adding like a little patch on it that says feeling groovy just like brings a shirt from like mad to like really cute yeah (laughs) totally yeah we've purchased a lot of different things from Kristen we have scrunchies Laura just bought socks and got them today (laughs) hand delivered yes (laughs) love them and your Etsy shop is extremely successful as of yesterday you were at almost 2300 sales congratulations thank you (laughs) but that's that's amazing like I don't know what an whatever an average I'm sure there's lots of Etsy shops that do like two sales and then there's some that maybe do thousands but like you're killing it thank you yeah so I guess like I started my Etsy shop in December of 2019 and then since then it's it's grown I was selling scrunchies before just like on Instagram but Etsy's just been like a great place to grow that business and get people who I don't know buying and that's always really cool where it's like I've like I've never been to California and something that I've made is now being mailed to California like I'm jealous of this pair of socks but yeah that's a really cool (laughs) yeah totally what kind of motivated you to start the business was there something where you were like I need to do this on my own or um so I started sewing when I was like in grade eight and I sewed a little bit through high school but like people kind of like not make fun of me but it just like it wasn't really like cool to sew and like I went to quilt camp and like (laughs) between grade eight and grade nine it was like a summer day camp and I absolutely loved it and then when I told people that they'd be like you went to quilt camp like that's that's weird I'd be like okay sorry um so I I think like when I went to university and like in high school I kind of fell away from that passion but I love just creating and like taking a piece of fabric and making it into something Mm -hmm. and so then one one summer day in August 2019 I was like what what do I want to make so I made some scrunchies and then I like really liked making them and I recognized that they were really popular at that time so I posted some on Instagram and like I didn't intend to start a business um and then they sold on Instagram within a few hours and I started posting more and they kept selling and then I opened my shop and now like I've since quit my full-time job and I'm self-employed with both Etsy and like other things too and it's just like it's so cool to think that that one day of sewings turned into this yeah that's amazing I remember some of the projects that you've done like quilts of people's shirts or like Mm -hmm. things for babies and yeah I think you're right like whenever you're young and you have a hobby 
you get made fun of like yeah, a lot of totally. hobbies do but if you look at entrepreneur like small businesses and entrepreneurs like a lot of those people are just monetizing their hobby mm-hmm. and that's the dream life like to do something that you would have been doing anyway but you're making benef- money off of it. Yeah. yeah and you're providing value to like tons of customers that now get to enjoy your products yeah and like I think that it's challenging too when it's a hobby that's like often associated with like old ladies mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time it's like I take like I love taking a piece of fabric and especially like I don't love the environmental impact of like new fabric and that demand so like I love thrifting too so finding fabric like bed sheets or literally like people donate fabric to stores or like oh there's shirts with stains or holes or just like a cute pattern that's just at the thrift store like repurposing that gives it a whole new purpose and like combines two of my hobbies so yeah and then I get a thrift and like make money off it so yeah Yeah, that's like getting paid to shop (laughs) as you are have been growing in your business are there any mentors or people that you've looked up to or people that you've like talked with that kind of hold you accountable Mm, so one person that comes to mind is my friend Jess who um she's Jess's paper co on Instagram little shout out to Jess um she like encouraged me to start my Etsy shop and she's like been somebody who's always like been there to go like to to ask questions and like we've both kind of grown together and like um there have been other things that she's helped me grow with in my life that I think might come out later in this podcast um and it's just been like she's just been a really great go-to person yeah cool that's good to have someone like that that's kind of on that same path and Mm -hmm. has the same like not even passions but understands your passions and understands that you can be really successful with it yeah yeah like they've been through the same like oh we haven't sold anything today like Mm -hmm. yeah am i still gonna be okay Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's been huge and also like i think we've both just been able to encourage each other in those things where like your friends don't always understand if you're like oh i'm disappointed that I took so much time to film this TikTok and it's not doing well and like other people find that as shallow but like from a business perspective it's like that's precious time that you put into your business and then it just like it's advertising yeah exactly yeah speaking of TikTok Kristen has (laughs) 15,000 followers on TikTok and over 350,000 likes did you know that I didn't know the likes (laughs) somebody's done their research and over 5,000 followers on Instagram so do you feel like TikTok I mean I, I know at the beginning, maybe like summer of 2020 or so, at the beginning of your career in Kristen June scrunchies, you were starting to get onto TikTok. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that like that was a good advertising tool for you? And like, do you feel that it has brought a lot of business? Yeah. So in April of 2020, I think it was April, um, like one of my TikToks went viral and I literally went from like less than a thousand followers to 10,000 within a couple wow. weeks and then since then I've grown to about 15k and it's been a little bit like it's been pretty stagnant there but I'm mm-hmm. also not putting the mental energy and time into it yeah um I was finding that it was driving traffic to my shop but it wasn't necessarily driving sales okay and so I think that it's tricky to find a balance and I think like it's tricky too with like the algorithm constantly changing and so totally recently I've taken a little bit of a step back from posting like completely branded content and I kind of just post what I want and Mm -hmm. like I'm okay and I think it's also easy to like get caught up in the views like if you're constantly getting 10,000 views and then all of a sudden you're like oh now I'm only getting 200 like I don't want that to be something where I find my value and my worth like as a person and as a business so 
yeah, I'm, I'm like navigating how to use TikTok without letting it like be all consuming mm-hmm. of like what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen actually is one of the people that inspired Laura and I to make a TikTok for my <laughs> real estate. And we had one video that went, I guess, what you consider viral oh, too. Yeah. It has like it two totally million, went viral. Yeah. Two million um, views or likes or however that works. I don't even yeah. know. But yeah, it is so interesting, the algorithm, because now I'll post a video and it'll get like 500 views yeah and it's like well like i have 10k followers where like where are they why are they not seeing this but it's it's good that you realized before it got too late almost like i think a lot of people that are on social media even if you don't have a big following it's so Hmm. easy to be like oh people didn't like this photo or this video or this tiktok Yeah. yeah and it like then you think that there's something wrong with you yeah it's actually, really just like the algorithm the way tiktok <laughs> yeah like i like how instagram like probably over a year ago uh, two years ago like they changed it so you can't see how mm-hmm. many likes a photo has yeah. and that's been huge because now like with my business i just post what i want and i can check if i want but i don't really care like mm-hmm. yeah i'm just posting things that are on brand with what i do and i'm posting like on my feed i'm posting pictures of my products on my stories and my reels i'm posting like more about me and what i do Mm -hmm. and like that's working for me and like it's 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 easier to not get caught up in those numbers yeah 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 Yeah, having your whole business on social media whether it's etsy or tiktok or Mm -hmm. you know instagram i'm sure mental health is something you need to always be checking in on do you have like haters do you have like people in your (laughs) dm like your scrunchies suck or like any people that are just nasty (laughs) no i've had like literally one complaint about my scrunchies and like i just like i refunded them and i said like i'm sorry that that was your experience and like my parents and my husband were really good at being like like it's bound to happen like you've sold so many and Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, everybody's hair is different, and I just took that as a learning experience. On Pinterest, though, I <laughs> I don't get hate, but I, like, I posted some of my TikToks, and recently I've just been getting comments. Like, I posted one, it was a time lapse of me making a zipper scrunchie, mm-hmm. and I've recently gotten comments being like, this is too fast, why do you, like, this is a waste of time, why would you post this? But I just, <laughs> like, it wasn't a tutorial, the caption literally says, make a scrunchie with me and like on tiktok you just kind of post like fun videos but on pinterest i guess people go for tutorials more right so people were just like really spiteful that i wasted their time but (laughs) i guess now they're wasting mine because i'm like talking about it and using that energy but whatever i think it's kind of funny (laughs) yeah that seems very dramatic to like Mm -hmm. be upset about like just don't watch my video yeah yeah offended like 20 seconds sorry (laughs) literally (laughs) and also like somebody else though defended me and was like just slow it down yeah true yeah 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 being online like it's hard because on tiktok especially it's like 90 percent your personality Mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there so much like i find that on youtube as well i don't get hate comments based on my personality but i'm always in the back of my mind being like oh people who know me are gonna judge me yeah and i think like you have to totally forget about that and be like yeah but other people are learning from this other people are finding entertainment Mm -hmm. or smiling like i just need to focus on those people and not think about like the people in my life that would judge me because like those people don't matter anyway exactly and i find so much comfort in that like if somebody doesn't want to be part of like my business or support it then like unfollow like yeah that's it like especially like if like with a business like if you don't want to watch me be happy in what i'm doing like that's your problem like Mm -hmm. literally keep me out of it by unfollowing me like yeah i 
like I'd rather that than somebody be upset when they see my content or something yeah Yeah. totally as a small business owner like you said you quit your job this is what you do like you you manage your own schedule you decide if you're going to be doing sewing scrunchies embroidering that day or if you're going to be training other small business owners on how to up their social media game or doing your writing I'm sure there's so many people out there that like that's their dream Mm -hmm. and in some ways it's like okay then just do it (laughs) but in other ways like it's a lot harder than it seems to just be your own boss and like make your own schedule and keep yourself accountable would you have advice for somebody that's considering doing that and is there a certain person that shouldn't do that or like what advice do you have for that person yeah so I think it might be helpful um we haven't really talked like what I do as a whole so I I do three different like main things one's my Etsy shop one I do contract work for my previous office job where I I do some work for them and then I bill them hours and then my third one is I do freelance so that I, that's both with a magazine that I write for as well as on a, a freelancing website called Fiverr so then between those three things I probably work about 40 to 50 hours a week kind of depends the week and that's not like nine to five like I work when I want mm-hmm. um so now that that's there the way that I got started was I was working an office job from May 2019 to October 2020 um, and it was a writing job I liked some things about it but I didn't like how I felt like I couldn't prioritize my time and then my husband and I we converted a van to move into it and I called up my my office job and I said hey like can I go full-time remote because I'm moving into a van and then they said no you can go part-time remote and I said I don't want to do that so then we agreed with contracts so then I'm self-employed like I said like I bill them hours and then we moved into the van and then moved out of the van and now I am working from home doing what I want when I want so that's kind of background Mm -hmm. Um, that really pushed me to having to make the decision to be self-employed because we had the van I wasn't going to not move into it and I wasn't willing to be part-time and work on their hours So then that pushed me from being employed by an employee to, oh, now I'm on my own. And I'm really thankful for that push because I think that it's really intimidating to quit a full-time job, but it's Mm -hmm. also really exhausting to work like 70, 80 hours a week and to feel spiteful towards a full-time job when you want to be doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So like if you can just do it I really encourage you to if the only thing holding you back is like it's not the right time or like I'm afraid because mm-hmm. it's never going to be the right time and you're never going to be fully confident in it and there, even if you do it you're going to have days where you're not fully confident in it mm-hmm. um based off scheduling and stuff I like that's between you and your schedule like I very much am a to-do list person every day I go okay I'm gonna wake up at this time and then like I wake up at that time like I'm not somebody who goes oh I'm gonna wake up at eight and then I sleep until nine like that's just not how I tick and then I set my goals for the day and then I'm intentional to either readjust them if they're unattainable for me for that day for whatever reason whether that's I don't have the mental energy like I recognize myself and I know that so like I can adjust to that or if it's okay am I just being lazy or like am I distracted by my phone right now okay yeah like I can do this so I'm going to put my phone down and do it 
I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, that totally. Great. Yeah. A lot of people don't have that. Like, that, the motivation like, and push, yeah. Yeah. Even just waking up on time, I think that's a huge thing. Mm. Like, if you're wanting to start your own business and hustle in that way, like, you need to wake up at 8 a.m. every morning, mm-hmm. or, you know, you have to have at least four hours a day of being on the computer doing your research to start that business or something. Like, you have to set goals to be able to get anywhere. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about that in past podcasts, even with, like, purchasing a home. Yeah. Like, you have to make goals, you have to make realistic expectations for yourself mm-hmm. where it's like I need to save this much money every paycheck to be able to get there in this many years yeah well and even like it's your own integrity like if mm-hmm. you tell yourself that you're gonna do something yeah. and then you don't do it like what does that say I mean we all do it mm-hmm. but <laughs> you should be more strict with yourself right like taking yourself seriously and your own commitments as commitments yeah exactly and like I always like to think about what does my future self want me mm-hmm. to do And obviously, like, there are times I let down my future self, but more often than not, I go, oh, great, I'm so thankful that I already wrote that email. Like, it was a five-minute email, and I didn't want to do it, but I'm thankful that I did it when I did it. Yeah. Okay, you have to spill the tea on van life. So, I am highly considering van life, not as a full-time thing, but as, like, a vacation. Like, I would love to have a van that I can travel in when I want to travel, and also have a home base and I would love to look at it as an investment and buy a van and flip it and feel that even if I don't love it that I would be able to sell it and feel like that was an investment I learned a lot you and your husband did van life I need you to tell me your advice (laughs) like do you think like what does someone need to know about van life before they're ready do you recommend it you guys didn't do it for a long time so like what happened okay yeah so chris and i chris is my husband um we decided in about may of 2020 that we wanted to convert a van we wanted to buy a van in the summer and then convert it over a year and then move in in this in spring 2021 um so we bought a van on my birthday in june really great birthday present um so we were so excited about it and then chris and i i did a little bit chris like converted it in less than 100 days he spent so much time on it and he did an amazing job like everything worked fantastic and it was great and it when we were in it it felt like home Mm -hmm. which was like exactly what we wanted yeah um we then drove across from Ontario to Vancouver and then during that time we decided that it wasn't really our cup of tea um we also keep in mind our original plan was to travel during the summer springtime and we were hoping COVID would be less intense instead we kind of traveled during like the late fall winter and it was like obviously COVID was very Mm -hmm. COVID-y yes (laughs) um that panorama <laughs> COVID was COVID-y. Oh, this silly pandemic yeah um so for us the things that we liked about it was there was an opportunity for us to go where we wanted there was a freedom with that there was an adventurous aspect we were able to see um Canada and there was potential to see other parts of the world like we could have gone to the United States had the borders been open maybe even like Mexico like who knows um and there was a lot of potential with that the things that we didn't like about it though uh the list was a lot longer Mm. we didn't like the biggest things were like we didn't like the lack of stability and we didn't like the lack of routine um there were just little things that 
were on your radar that had never been on your radar before. Like, if I brush my teeth, am I going to have enough water Mm. tomorrow? Um, And I think that there are people who definitely can like live with the spontane- spontaneity mm-hmm. <laughs> who can definitely thrive in that environment and for us it just felt like we were missing a lot of the stability of structure especially in an already changing world with yeah. covid like there was mm-hmm. already a lack of structure um we also from an investment perspective for us we had poured like all of our savings into this vehicle and we converted it and then we got it reappraised and it went up in value like obviously that's how that works um but then as we drove it we recognized that it's a vehicle that was like every mile you put on it or kilometer uh depreciates in value so that was kind of worrisome because it meant that like every day our biggest asset was going down in value Mm -hmm. and like unlike a house that goes up in value right carly yeah i was gonna (laughs) say this is like like an ad for real estate (laughs) no but like and in like our van didn't cost a down payment yeah and like it was like halfway there kind of thing and so i think that like a better investment long term would be a house in saying that though there's also a potential for something like an airbnb van style Mm -hmm. though i don't know how that works like that was something that we had considered but it just like came to the point where we were like I just want to have a hot shower I just want to feel welcome in my environment because van life doesn't always have a very like van lifers aren't always welcome in every area especially during COVID where it's like though I'm very much isolated like I'm only with my husband I'm not coming in contact with anybody there's a perception that because my license plate says Ontario Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like I have COVID and like Mm -hmm. I I never had had COVID and um people also don't always love when somebody living in a van is living in their area because like if you're paying for a house and you're paying property taxes you don't want somebody parking on front of your lawn like for free yeah Mm. so there were a lot of things about it that like made us feel kind of unwelcome and just uneasy um it definitely can fit somebody else's lifestyle it just like it wasn't for us and we we learned that pretty quickly and then we sold it pretty quickly because that way we could make a profit yeah 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 it sounds like going into it you'd need to know like you're very much living day to day like you can't really have a structure like you mentioned yeah like and with COVID it would have been extra tough like you're not able to shower a lot of places because they would have been closed Mm -hmm. or even public bathrooms a lot of gray zone or whatever purple zones that we're in you're not <laughs> yeah. able to use bathrooms or even go into restaurants so that would have been an extra level of difficulty yeah. that you guys experienced during that yeah totally but like laura you said you would want to do it part-time like there's a reason there's an rv industry like that's yeah. that's the ideal it's just a small rv and rvs can cost a lot of money mm-hmm. and the way that you insure a van in ontario at least is the same way that you insure an rv an rv and rv insurance is very low like it was less money to insure the van as a motorhome than it was to insure it as a cargo van wow that's yeah, so interesting i think that's a question a lot of people have is like how you insure it and then there's the if you were going to rent it out as, as an airbnb where there's like even more insurance questions yeah. that that probably becomes really complicated but yeah that's interesting the reasons that you guys didn't like it I think 
I would have assumed it was more like, yeah, you couldn't shower or like it's too tight of quarters or, you know, you didn't like the small space, but it was more the structure and like Mm -hmm. the just not knowing what to expect day to day and like minute to minute. Yeah, exactly. And like even finding a good place to sleep at night, like Mm -hmm. you want to feel safe, like sleeping's vulnerable. And though when your doors are closed, you feel safe any like sound outside you're just more aware of and like you hear the horror stories of people's vans being broken into and like I honestly do believe that people don't break into a van expecting there to be humans in it Mm -hmm. but it is just like something that you're aware of um yeah one thing though that you just mentioned was insurance that's something that I think like if you are considering van life figure out how you are going to insure your vehicle before you buy it because the reason that we flipped our our van so quickly is because we wanted to ensure that we were ensure that we were insured um legally like because you can have a vehicle insured as a cargo van and then convert it but that like if anything happens you're not covered by insurance Mm. and then that's your biggest asset and you're in a real pickle yeah yeah. so for us our van sat uninsured in in my parents backyard for a couple of days before we got insurance and then while we were converting our van we could not drive it and then we got it appraised and then we got insurance so we couldn't insure it until we had converted it and that like could put a real pickle in like that could be really challenging for people if it's their main like source of movement and like yeah if you're trying to move like lumber to build the van with but you can't move your converted van so that's in Ontario at least yeah that's a very good point yeah that would be a huge like difficulty and stress just like oh I need to like use this but I can't take it because it's not insured it's yeah, not legal. yeah. It's like not. you don't have a vehicle while you're building out your vehicle yeah mm-hmm. and like things might change like I think that van life's becoming more and more mm-hmm. popular and I think that a lot of insurance companies in Ontario were like we don't even like we don't do that like what yeah. are you doing like yeah. some of them had never heard of it um and we ended up going with Desjardins like which I think is useful information and yeah. mm-hmm. um they were willing to like insure us once we c- could be insured mm. so you and Chris would have spent a lot of time together <laughs> in that van how Those is that quarters. on your like newly married life mm. yeah so Chris and I um before we got married we spent a lot of time together because we co-ran a business mm-hmm. and then um like we've always just like our whole relationship we've done life like very closely like when we both worked office jobs we would get up at the same time we would I would drive him to work go to work then I would go pick him up and then drive home together and so I think we were just used to spending a lot of time together like for the most part it wasn't a challenge like there were a few times where we would have a bad day but you have Mm -hmm. that yeah that's just normal like that's that's human right um I think that one thing that like was really helpful for us was so this is where I said I was like gonna plug Jess again my friend Jess and her husband Noah they also converted a van and so when we got to Vancouver we spent some time with them and like that was really awesome they were very like they were kind of experiencing the same thing and like some of the downfalls we were able to talk about with them and like some of the really great things we were able to talk about um and I think like for Chris and I too after driving across the country for like three weeks or how I don't know how long it took us um it like allowed us to kind of have socialization with other people again yeah um and like Jess runs a business so we would talk about that and Chris and Noah had both just converted vans so they like could bond over that um but yeah like I think that there were stressors on 
us both as individuals and like when you're stressed as an individual that can play a role in your relationship but like it like didn't ruin our marriage or anything like we very much love each other and like it was an opportunity for us to both grow as individuals and as a couple and like it's something that like evidently brought us closer together in the end would you recommend it to other couples um I think you know your relationship better than anybody else like I have friends who don't want to spend that much time with their husband and they say like I could never do that (laughs) and then like for me like one of the biggest things when we like came home from van life was oh my goodness like Chris I I don't see him as much now even though like we're living in the same house we're both like at home all the time Mm -hmm. um I don't know maybe probably like it's up to you <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you can figure it out yeah I think it takes the right type of person like even the idea of like all night worrying oh I hope nobody's bothered that like I'm on their dry, like outside their house or like I hope nobody comes and like wakes me up in this parking lot like I think an extreme extrovert that would just like love to talk to a person even if it was somebody like telling them to leave is like the perfect person for that and I think you're kind of that way but you also like I don't know you have like this politeness where you don't want to be like stepping on toes yeah there were definitely times where we would like go to meet Jess and Noah and they'd be like yeah we're just on this like dirt road and like it's totally legal but it would just be like oh my goodness like we're gonna encounter somebody and they're gonna say we're trespassing or something but we weren't like because you can you can camp on off of logging roads Mm -hmm. okay um and so we'd go there and it's like oh I'm gonna run into somebody and I don't want to they won't like yeah I feel like maybe van life's even better for introverts though because like it's secluded Mm, yeah that's a good point are there any I guess you guys pretty much just did like Ontario to Vancouver like Toronto or whatever to Vancouver are there any places that you saw that you like want to go back or would recommend people to see I know there's probably a lot of places in the states (laughs) and like you said Mexico that you would have loved to see but is there anywhere that you did see that you just were obsessed with yeah so Vancouver Island was absolutely stunning I loved it Mm. there the plants were stunning um we saw like some seals like we went to Tofino and we just I'd never seen people surf because like I live in Ontario and like I've seen the ocean and I've been to the ocean but like watching people surf was just it was so fun and and, like it was in winter too which was or like late November which was kind of bizarre yeah but it's almost like more intriguing um and just exploring like there were all these beautiful paths and there's these parks and it's like I just want to spend all my time like just looking around yeah Yeah. which like because we didn't love van life there were definitely lows and there were highs of being able to just like explore and like just see like God's creation yeah yeah that's the one thing I haven't traveled much Laura is definitely the most travel bug in the room for sure but yeah walking around and seeing new places you just have a like more respect for that culture Mm -hmm. and yeah more respect for like whoa god made that that's Mm -hmm. unreal truly yeah and like as a canadian too being like this is my country yeah this is in my country like look at like the mountains or Mm -hmm. like even driving through lake superior or like past lake superior and like even the prairies it's like what like how is this all the same country like canada's just so it's amazing like broad Mm -hmm. (laughs) even having four seasons a lot of countries don't even have like winter or like fall so yeah Yeah. we're definitely very blessed to have all that Mm -hmm. I feel like even as a very young child I knew like wow I get to see snow and there's like most of the world will probably never see snow Mm, and like the fact that we have four seasons like I've never taken that for granted I feel like we're very blessed in Canada 
So right now you're kind of splitting your time between three different ventures. What do you see for yourself in the future from a career perspective? Is there one of those things that you'd like to spend more time on or do you love just having all three that you get to focus on? Yeah, that's a great question. I was listening to a podcast recently um, called Gold Digger mm-hmm. and it was talking about like when to quit and pivot and it was saying that if you don't want to be where you are in five years, like you need to pivot. And it just mm-hmm. made me really think like, is this what I want to be doing in five years? And I think that right now, I like especially with being on Fiverr because I'm newer on there, I'm hustling more for like doing more time and long term I want to do a little bit less time but be able to charge a little bit more but like I I think this is like the direction that I want to go I from like the week one of working a nine to five I said that I don't feel like I was cut out for a nine to five job yeah and that I think some people might mistake as laziness but for me it was that I like to have the ability to prioritize my time Mm -hmm. and the one thing that I have right now is that I can prioritize my time. Like, if I want to, like, I don't know. Like, with COVID, there's not a lot to do. But if I want to wake up at 7 and work 7 to 10 and then go outside and swim for four hours, like, I can do that. Um, and that's something that, like, I've always just craved is that freedom in my professional world. Yeah. And I think it's cool you can do that without having to make this, like, multi-billion dollar company like I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people look at Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship or starting your own business as oh I need to become the next Apple or I need to become the next Tesla like Elon Musk Mm -hmm. but you can also just you know start an Etsy or start a really dope Instagram (laughs) and that will grow and that can totally become a full-time gig which is so cool yeah I think too that most people just quit before it gets anywhere and you kind of just have to outlive the quitters and like if I had quit my Etsy shop when I had like before I went viral on TikTok where I was making like a hundred dollars in sales a month Mm -hmm. and I like there were times where I wanted to quit because I was like this is not worth my time but it's like if you're willing to keep going and like like, not like force yourself to enjoy it but like find joys in it Mm -hmm. then you're way more likely to succeed and then like defining what that success is for you is important too like I don't need to make seven figures in my business right now. Maybe one day I'll get there. Like, that'd be kind of cool. Like, <laughs> but I'm also okay if that's not where I get. Like, I, I'm i financially comfortable. I'm financial, or I'm, like, flexibly comfortable. And, like, I'm also uncomfortable in places that I'm willing to grow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. like, that's all I really want. Yeah. Like, knowing you, you're the type of person that's always going to be pushing to be better and do more. <laughs> But yeah, that doesn't always mean money. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like have more plants, like literally be happier, <laughs> spend more time totally. in the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and even if those are your goals, like you will push towards those goals with everything you have. Like that's mm-hmm. the way that you are. And I love that. Like that's so healthy. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> You're very, I'm inspired. I'm feeling like, I okay, I need to go. <laughs> I know. Start sewing. <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming and kind of sharing your story. I'm sure there's so many people, young, old, you know, all the types. Feeling inspired. Yeah, feeling inspired. (laughs) And just maybe in your situation two years ago when they thought, you know what, this nine to five doesn't make sense for me. Where can people find you to find your shop and get advice on small business? 
Yeah, so I am, my usernames are all Kristen June, which is K-R-I-S-T-E-N-J-U-N-N-E. So it has two N's in June. That's on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, Fiverr. Uh, nice. I Not on LinkedIn, but that's Kristen Parker. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, <laughs> it'll probably take me a little while to realize Except I got you. a notification. <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Thank cool. you so much. Thank Is there you. anything else you want to say? Um, there is one thing that I want to say because I do think right now we're living in a hustle culture where mm-hmm. self-employment, not working nine to five is idolized. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like so is van life. And I think that mm-hmm. I just want to like um, affirm people who are working a nine to five and who are happy and content there. Like that's okay. And like you can thrive in that environment. Totally. And if that's not your environment, that's okay. Like don't let other people's paths make you feel like you have to change yours yeah Yeah, I love that totally thank you that's great thank you for having me on this podcast this has been so fun (laughs) yeah we love it yeah we're so happy that you came Mm -hmm. thanks for listening to today's episode of say it sister with Laura and Carly we'll talk to you next Thursday Mm -hmm.